Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for our final NFL preview show before the season kicks off. We're out west here, and our man Achilles Rain is ready to throw down West Coast style here today for the NFC and AFC West. Are you ready to get into our last preview before the season kicks off? Yes, I'm ready to get this done. Let's get the season started. Let's talk some actual football. All right. Let's start in the AFC side of things. We're going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Large win total. The biggest on the board. 12 and a half wins for the Kansas City Chiefs here. Um, They sit pretty much on offense the same. A total re. Uh, though the offensive line has been remade off of last year. Uh, they let a handful of guys go. Uh, it was a good offensive line last year, I will say, until it got hurt in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl was running for his life. But the off- offense, uh, all your name guys stay the same, except for Sammy Watkins, Kelsey there, Hill there, Patrick Mahomes there, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire returns. Uh, defensive side of things, um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, a handful of uh, new guys in there. Um, Mike Hughes will play probably a corner spot, uh, probably a slot corner spot. Um, but overall, this is the same team that's pretty much been to two Super Bowls in a row. What do you make of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, this year? I mean, it's really hard to try and you know make any type of argument for them having you know a four season. I think that twelve. Uh, you know, over under, I think it's pretty fair just based off the way this team has performed over the last couple of seasons. Uh, like you said, they do have a little bit of a change when it comes to the offensive line. I believe Fisher's gone and uh, I can't remember the other guy who's gone, but um, they've got, a, they've got, a, you know, a, a bit of a new look, but this is still the Kansas City Chiefs that we all know. Everyone else that you can possibly think of when you think of the Chiefs is going to be there. So I don't think that there's any concern here. Uh, I, I just assume this team's going to have a really good season. Uh, I don't see how they could, barring some, you know, really horrific setbacks or injuries. Uh, I, I feel like this team is definitely one of the favorites to go all the way this year. Yeah. Uh, talking on that, Mitchell Schwartz was the uh, right tackle who's gone. You mentioned Eric Fisher and uh, both centers who played a little bit uh, last year, Austin Reader and uh, Daniel Kilgore. Kilgore being uh, the majority starter for most of the time, but Schwartz, Kilgore, and uh, 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 Eric Fisher out. Uh, a handful of new rookies in there. They do bring in Orlando Brown uh, to cover for Eric Fisher. Um should be interesting along that line, but uh, really, as long as they stay uh, remotely solid, probably in the top, I, I go 12 uh, with Patrick Mahomes back there with the uh, weapons on offense. I, I don't really look uh, for too, too much worry, uh, probably until we get to the playoffs. And then, you know, uh, blocking said, uh, you know, Tampa Bay uh, defensive line might become a little bit more of a question mark, but uh, regular season wise, I, I don't really worry about this. Um, defensively, you know, they always sort of have a little bit of question there, but this is always been an you know an offensive based team the defense needs a couple stops and uh maybe create a few turnovers get a pass rush in there uh 
you look any setbacks on the defense or do you think it's pretty much going to be the same old thing that we've seen the uh, last couple of years? I, I have a feeling that it's going to be the exact same thing. And that's not to say that they didn't have their issues last year or the previous years. Like you said, they haven't been perfect. This is known as an offensive team, but their defense has always been at least, uh, you know, formidable enough that they can actually put up some sort of a, of a fight, even against some of the tougher offenses in the league. Uh, but this is not a, something you are to expect week in and week out. Like I said, this is kind of like a, they can win you a game here. They can win you a game there, but I wouldn't put my money on that defense. Um, the offense is what gets this, 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 the engine and this train is what gets everything going. So you mentioned most of the pieces that are back uh, and everybody has its importance back. So I don't see any issues with them going forward. I think that this is going to be a pretty good year for them, barring any setbacks. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is they're uh, ridiculously coached. Uh, Andy Reid has uh, proven uh, for numerous years that he can win a lot of uh, games in the NFL. And the other thing uh, you mentioned, you know, like injuries, but uh, he's sort of been able to navigate that uh, pretty much since his time in Philly when guys gets hurt, uh, you know, I, you know, if Mahomes or Hill or them get hurt, win total probably won't hit, but I don't really foresee them, you know, bottoming out. There always will probably be around that uh, at least 10 win mark. Uh, even if, uh, you know, there is a major inert injury here uh, with, you know, loss of time. Uh, I believe, was it two years ago that uh, Mahomes uh, dislocated his knee and missed about uh, four or six weeks. And, yeah, uh, you know, so. and, you know, uh, it, it wasn't as good, but they were managed. They managed to be 500 and win some games. So even there, uh, you know, the Chiefs are still going to win some games. They might not hit that high, high number. Uh, but uh, honestly, I, I think this team is primed once again uh, to really go on. Uh, the only thing I, I, I'd ask, probably on the other side of the offensive, uh, Sammy Watkins does go. Uh, you know. You got McCole Hardman now, um, who's a burner, but hasn't, you know, been asked to play, you know, in every uh, down sort of type receiver role. Uh, same with Demarcus Robinson. I, I think they're both solid guys, but uh, you see any maybe uh, setback there on the receiver side of things with, you know, Hardman or Robinson taking over in those uh, two spots there. I, I don't foresee a, a huge drop off, and this is no slight at you know at Watkins or anything but we mentioned that last week when we talked about his new team you know he's he's a good wide receiver he's a solid wide receiver but he's not the type of guy that's going to demand a lot of attention uh and the Chiefs even last year as you watch games for us it felt like as we were watching them throughout the season that they hadn't really turned it on it seemed like they were just kind of you know just waiting to get into the playoffs and, and that's a testament to the coaching staff and the front office. They've done a really good job over the last few years as far as setting up the team to the point where people feel really confident going into any season, regardless of who they're, uh, they're facing off. Uh, but I don't see a huge drop-off, you know, with the loss of Sammy. I think that uh, they showed it last year. He can go to just about anybody. We saw several different games where you, you didn't know who was going to have a monster game there. Uh, with Shout that out type to of Pringle. Offense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that type of offense, I, I feel like, you know, you can lose a guy, you can lose two and you can still manage to win games. So uh, it's a really well built team. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, definitely. So, all right, let's get to some uh, win total 12 and a half. Now 
this is a very large win total. Uh, it, it's hard for me to say ever take an over on a 12 and a half win total. Uh, there's just sort of too much in an NFL season that could sort of go wrong, even with the extended game. So uh, if you're asking me what I think, I, I probably advise people to go under. Uh, but overall, I, I pretty much leave this alone. Are you uh, bullish on one side or the other on this uh, number? I wouldn't say I'm bullish. Uh, I'm not very comfortable with such a large number of wins. Like you said, even in, on an extended season, I would advise people to not, you know, that's, take that's any action on this. 13 and four. Essentially, they have to go 13 and four. And listen, when you think about the Chiefs, it's totally plausible that they could do it. I mean, uh, you know, for any other team in the league, when I look at the Chiefs, I'm like, okay, they could probably pull off a 13 win season. I, I definitely see them doing it. But like you said, there's just so many different factors that come into play throughout the, you know, the entire season, let alone an expanded season that I would just suggest keep your money in your in your pocket and uh, look for something a little juicier. Yeah, and you probably also don't want to be relying on that last game of the season, needing the Chiefs, uh, you know, if they happen to be, uh, you know. Already a, in the playoffs. A, you know, a, a 12 and, uh, you know, four and need that last win. Uh, they but probably have already cleaned things spot. up. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last you thing. Probably you probably don't want that with Chad Henney and uh, you know, whatever random running back backup they bring in for the week uh to play in that game. So I, I would just stay uh, away from it uh totally. But if you were making me bet on one side or the other, uh when things start going over 12, uh I always go under on that sort of thing in the NFL. That's uh really just smart money. But uh We'll get to uh, a couple of good ones here. We actually get to discuss Super Bowls in this one. Now, uh, <laughs> in the NFC side of things, we'll get to the, actually discuss a couple different probably Super Bowl chances for those other ones. But uh, AFC side of things, Chiefs minus 300 for the division. That's pretty high juice, uh, but we're going to get into it. It's not what I'd call a, a, a stat division. I think there are solid teams in it, but I don't know if any of the other teams can really contend for it, but uh, minus 300 is uh, a pretty steep price there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, once you start getting anywhere between that 250, 275, uh, that starts to get a little too heavy for me, uh, especially like we said, with all the different factors coming into play during the season. So I myself would probably stay away from it, but I, I wouldn't blame anybody who feels very bullish about this season for them to, you know, take a little action. Like I said, to me, even as, as far-fetched as some of these uh, bets might seem, to me, the Chiefs still make it feel the safest. So uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for taking it. Yeah. Uh, conference, interesting. Plus 210 to win the uh, AFC side of things. Um, there, I think there's a little value here. Uh, you know, it is, I will mention, it is very difficult to get to three Super Bowls in a row. I, I believe uh, only the Bills probably have done that, uh, really, three straight Super Bowls. Uh, you know, plus 210, though, you're probably factoring in Buffalo, maybe Cleveland, uh, you know, outskirts of, you know, a Baltimore where it is. So I, I do see a little value in the plus 210, uh, but uh, it is hard for me to, you know, totally convince myself saying this team's definitely going to three Super Bowls in a row. I think there is value there. I think that if you were going to bet on anybody winning the conference in the AFC, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you went with either the Bills or the Chiefs. I think those two are the probably the, the favorite candidates as far as, you know, winning the conference. 
So I wouldn't blame anybody, but I, I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I'll continue saying it. I'm very conservative when it comes to gambling, so I'd probably stay away from it, but there's definitely some value there. Yeah. We'll go to Super Bowl plus 450. Uh, I, I think this is about the same. Uh, you know, there's decent value in there. I, I think you probably legit could say there are about four teams you really, really think could win the Super Bowl and maybe expand it to about, uh, you know, six, seven, maybe, maybe eight uh, if you really got into it. But uh, I, I think things would have to break right. So, you know, 450 decent value to win the Super Bowl, but uh, that that's a long, long way to have that money held up for, uh, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say a, a monumental gain. You aren't retiring if the uh, Chiefs win you the Super Bowl here. Unless you've got that much to put in. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know if I, I'd want that uh, uh, held up for the uh, six months period of no, time. Listen, you you just got you just got moved into that new studio. I don't think you'd really want to tie up any money right now. All right, so uh, breach playoffs. Yes, no, minus one thousand for a yes, uh, no plus six fifty. Uh, I <laughs> I can't say I find any value there. Uh, it, it's probably a very very good chance that. Uh, they do reach the playoffs, but uh, plus a thousand is enough to uh, make me say uh, no thanks. Yeah, I mean, unless you got lying around. <laughs> I don't even I, know if you have it lying around. If it's worth it. <laughs> you know, you're right. I'm sure there's a couple other things that I probably want to get me first. Uh, You'd mortgage the house, and then Kelsey Hill and Mahomes would all go down week one. With... <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, just my luck. Yeah, that's what would happen. No, I'm staying away from that. that you, Chad Henney, Pringle, and uh, I don't know, Pringle and Robinson to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there's just not enough uh, enough juice there for me. I got to lay down too much. All right, we'll move on to our next team, Denver Broncos, uh, sitting at eight and a half wins here. Very interesting Denver team. Um, I, I there's a lot of talent here. They bring in a new quarterback. Uh, I, I think we were both sort of in love with this team and sort of uh, hated this team all in the same uh, sort of time last year. It, it's very similar. Teddy Bridgewater comes in, takes over. Uh, is that enough to push them into, uh, I don't want to say contender status, but uh, let's go with playoff status. How about playoff status? Denver Broncos, eight and a half. Teddy Bridgewater taking over. What do you think of the Denver Broncos? Listen, we talked about it last season. I think this was one of those dark teams that we kind of envisioned that possibly could contend for, uh, like you said, a playoff spot. Maybe not a Super Bowl or anything like that, but we thought they had a good enough cast around them that all they really needed was, you know, one key missing piece. And that was the quarterback position. We thought that's probably what really ruined the season for the Denver Broncos last season. Um, now, going into this season, we're talking about Teddy Two Gloves. And, and you heard me last season. I was really enamored with him, and, and I had really high hopes for uh, his potential. I thought that he could lead his team to possibly a playoff spot, uh, but it didn't quite work out. You know, there were a few hiccups down the way, but I still believe that he's a smart quarterback. And I think last season was probably uh, – a a bit of a, of a learning season for him. I know that he's a vet already. He's been through a lot, but I think coming into this season with the type of team he has, as long as he plays smart football, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they could be sneaky good and they could definitely contend for a playoff spot. 
Yeah, definitely so. Um, you know, we talked about it uh, numerous times how talented this team was. Uh, once again, this defense looks to be uh, really, really good. Uh, it's probably starting to age a little, little bit, but, uh, you know, Von Miller can still rush the passer. Sheldon Harris is in there. Uh, I, I thought they made a really, really good uh, draft pick in Patrick Sertain to fill in for one of those uh, corner spots. They brought in Ronald Darby off the, you know, free agent wire. So, uh, you know, I, I think this defense will be one of the best ones in the AFC for sure. You flip over to the offensive side of things and, Skill position-wise, Sutton, Judy, uh, Ken Hamler, uh, Noah Font. Now, Noah's been a little banged up. Uh, we don't know how much we'll see of him early, but uh, you got the skill position there. Uh, Melvin Gordon running back. Uh, they drafted the really, really good back, uh, Javante Williams out of North Carolina, who I really, really like. Uh, so it's all there if uh, Teddy can sort of uh, manage this ship. We'll see what he can do with it, uh, you know, Little concerns because Teddy has never been sort of an explosive, uh, you know, type quarterback. And I think a lot of these receivers sort of uh, need that, but it, it's definitely much, much better than Drew Locke. Uh, my other concern is the coaching side of things here. I, I'm not a huge Vic Fangio fan. I, I think you probably also questioned some of the uh, decision making during the year last year, uh, but maybe a little that is, uh, was just Drew Locke. But uh, I, I think that scares me a little bit too. Uh, what do you make of the, you know, Vic Vangio and uh, coaching side of things on this Denver Broncos? Uh, you know, it's really easy for us to sit here and I know that we've both talked about it. I know we've definitely talked about it, you know, uh, while we were having conversations just by ourselves, maybe the coaching staff coaching decisions had, you know, a little bit to do with the results of last season, but I, we can't put it all on him. I, at some point, we did definitely notice the play um, at quarterback wasn't up to par uh, compared to the rest of the team. If they would have had a good quarterback, I think that sometimes talent in players can overshadow poor coaching decisions. Um, now, that's not always the case. But, you know, if you get some solid play at the quarterback position, even if Fangio did have some issues last season, Maybe this season they could be overlooked with some solid play. I, I don't know. A lot. There's still a lot of questions that definitely need to be answered in Denver, but I think that they have a lot of potential to at least scratch the surface of a playoff spot, and uh, they just got to get it together. Yeah, I, I should probably mention Pat Shermer uh, is taking over as the offensive coordinator as well. So a new OC in there. Uh, Pat's always been a good offensive coordinator, coach, uh, head coach, uh, a little bit uh, dicey. But uh, I, I think I'm a little bullish on this Denver team. I, I want to really think they can be good enough. Uh, I don't know if uh, – be with the Chiefs, but uh, definitely push them a little more than the Chiefs have been pushed in the last couple years. Um, but, you know, it, it's so tied to that quarterback position. Uh, but, you know, maybe this defense can uh, carry them enough. Uh, they, they do definitely have the home field advantage. Uh, so that eight and a half uh, win total, where are you sitting on the Denver Broncos at eight and a half wins? You know, um, I was a little torn when I was looking at this one. Eight and a half to me. Uh, I thought, even though with the, we have an extended season, I thought that eight was probably like magic number. Just because, again, there's a lot of unanswered questions. We don't know how the offense is going to look under Teddy Bridgewater. And even though I feel somewhat confident, I'm very cautious because I was very confident in this team last season. 
and I felt like I was completely let down. Um, so I'm being a little cautious here, uh, and I'm not going so much with my heart. I'm going with, more with my mind, and I'm I'm actually going to take the under on this one. Yeah, uh, I, I think there will be a, a, a ten win, a second, I should say, second ten win team out of this division. Uh, we'll probably get to the next best candidate in this division uh, next. But uh, overall, I, I think I'm a little more bullish on this Broncos. I think I push that over. I think they can get to uh, ten wins, uh, nine being a, a low point. Uh, that number probably sits right, right eight, nine, ten, depending on how the season breaks. But uh, I, I sort of like the over on the Denver Broncos. I, I think they'll be a good team this year. I think you'll get the, you know back to a real, real home field the advantage with the fans there and of course the air. So uh, I'm going over on the Denver Broncos here, uh, division wise plus five hundred. Um, Tough, but uh, a little value there if you, you know, probably depending on the uh, Chargers and how you think about them, but uh, plus 500 to win the division. I think if you're a Broncos fan, I think it's it's a nice bet. Uh, something to kind of, you know, look forward to towards the end of the season. But um, just as a casual fan, I, 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 don't, I just have too, too much confidence in the Chiefs to really feel confident about them, you know, uh, leaping them. So uh, I probably wouldn't take it. But if you're a Broncos fan, that, that's a nice little bet to kind of um, ride on for the whole season. Yeah. Um, to win the conference, 22 to 1 for the Denver Broncos. Uh, any love on uh, that side of things? Uh, no. Uh, it sounds, you know, very tempting and juicy, but uh, there's just so many more other teams that I, I think are possibly, uh, you know, just – a little better, much better, way better. Uh, so not, not enough, uh, love there for me. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably pass on that one. Uh, 41 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that's probably a definite pass on that one. Uh, I like Teddy, but I, I don't think Teddy's winning your Super Bowl. Uh, all right. Uh, this <laughs> one's him a win it this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's a little bit more interesting. Reach playoffs. Yes. No. Plus one thirty is a yes. Minus one fifty five is it? No. What do you make of that? This I kind of like it. I, I I just can't bring myself to take it, and I, I'll tell you why. Because there's another team in this division that we're probably going to talk about that I feel is probably better off just based off the fact that we know what we're getting at the quarterback position. Uh, but I, I do like it. I, I will say that. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the the Chargers who will probably be up uh, next for us, uh, you know, it's probably what you like best. Are you a Chargers guy or you a Broncos guy? I mentioned I, I think there will be a 10-win team uh, outside the Chiefs in this division. I lean a little more Broncos. You'll probably uh, lean a little more Chargers here. But uh, there's a little value in that plus 130. But, uh, you know, it, it probably also depends how you sort of feel about the teams in the AFC East, what you think of the Patriots, what you think of the Dolphins, uh, and what you sort of think of uh, Colts uh, and how they will bounce back. Uh, you know, they the Broncos will probably be in that mix, but uh, plus 130, probably not enough to really sweeten the appetite there. Minus 155, I definitely stay away from on the no. I, I think uh, that would be way too nerve-wracking throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, speaking of the Los Angeles Chargers, let's move to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, 
They seem to have found a quarterback last year. Win total makes a giant, giant jump uh, to nine and a half this season. Um, I don't know, you know, how much that is that Anthony Lynn is no longer there. Uh, Brandon Staley takes over. Uh, your boy, defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, interesting here. This uh, Chargers team, um, definite, definite, a lot of talent on the uh, offensive side of things. Uh, defensive side of things, I it, it's really hard for me to uh, – get a real gauge on this. Uh, they let Melvin Ingram go. Uh, they let Denzel Perryman go. You know, Bosa's still there. Uh, they bring in Asante Samuel uh, Jr. as uh, one of their top draft picks. And uh, theoretically speaking, as of this moment, Darwin James is healthy and slotted to play safety for them. Uh, the last time this defense was really uh, something to uh, shout home about, Darwin James was healthy. Now, granted, that was literally legit uh, two seasons ago. So what do you make of this Chargers team? Really, really uh, sort of a, a real gauge on uh, how you feel here. I'll tell you what, okay, so I the way I feel about the Chargers right now is the way that I would have felt about them um, – Next season, if that makes any sense. So I really thought that uh, Herbert would come in, you know, somewhere between the season at some point. Uh, and I thought that it would be kind of growing pains for him. He'd have to learn how to manage an NFL offense and things like that. Now, obviously, we know what happened there with the doctor and, you know, him having to step in first game of the season. And he really never let go. He took control of that team, took the reins, and he never gave him up. Um, I think he showed a lot of toughness. Obviously, winning Rookie of the Year uh, was huge for him, and it speaks a lot to his talent level. Uh, I think that he's got a really high ceiling, and I think that they also have one of the better wide receivers that, I mean, people know him, but I just don't feel like he gets talked about enough. I think Keenan Allen is probably one of the better wide receivers in the league, and um, he's shown pretty much, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is there, he's shown uh, his level of talent year in and year out. Uh, you know, barring a few seasons where he kind of dealt with some nagging injuries. I think that they're poised to, to really make some noise. I don't think that they're going to become an elite team. I think that they still have some growing to do and some learning to, especially with, like you said, a new coaching staff um, and definitely some new guys on the offense and the defense. So I think those items will be hurdles that they're going to have to overcome. But I think that the fact that they got Herbert in early last season really helped develop him a lot. And I think that this year he's going to come in a little more confident and I don't expect much of a sophomore slump. Uh, so I, I kind of see this team uh, breaking that double digit win uh, for the season. Yeah. Uh, I, if Herbert continues to play like he did, uh, you know, the, uh, there's a little bit of concern that he played on, you know, such a, a bad team. There's a lot of, you know, number and stat padding, how much of that is sort of a, you know, a Matthew Stafford type season out of Detroit, you get the numbers, you get, things that look good, but uh, it didn't necessarily result in wins. Uh, I, I think we'll figure that out a little more this year, next year, and, and see if he's a winning quarterback and uh, not just, uh, you know, a numbers quarterback, but uh, a lot of weapons on here. You mentioned Keenan Allen, who's always uh, really, really uh, a solid, solid receiver, who's one of the best receivers in the game. And, you know, his, his game is not based on speed. So, you know, 
he, he should be able to age pretty well. Mike Williams is really, really good, uh, you know, sort of number two receiver, uh, you know, maybe number one at times as well. Uh, Austin Eckler in the backfield, people are expecting real big season out of him. Uh, the the one Jared thing, Cook. yeah. Uh, the one thing I, I do worry about a little bit here is uh, this offensive line. They're bringing in, uh, three new starters, uh, a rookie at left tackle, and then uh, they did get Brian Balaga, uh, you know, from Green Bay, who's a, a new guy, but uh, at least we know he was good with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so I do worry a little bit about that offensive line play uh, with, you know, so many changes up there, but, um, you know, Herbert's sort of young enough to sort of negotiate that. And that's not to say this line will not be good. It, it's just sort of new. And uh, we probably have to wait and see on that side of things. Uh, so that would be my concerns on offense. But uh, I, I think this offense will fly. I, I think the big, big questions are, uh, you know, defensively. Uh, we, we mentioned Brandon Staley from the Rams takes over uh, as the coach here. Uh, this is not quite the same, you know, level of playmakers that the Rams defense have. So I think it'll be interesting to see what he does with this type defense. Yeah, I, I completely understand. You have some very valid points. Um, I don't know. I, I I just feel that offensively, I think that they, that I think last year was a, a huge stepping stone for them. You know, it's not every year that a young quarterback gets to come in, take a man of a team when he wasn't expecting to. Um, not just that, but deal with the adversity that last year brought to not just them, but every other team in the league with, you know, dealing with the whole COVID and uh, social distancing thing. Uh, I think it's probably made him a better player uh, in several different uh, aspects, you know, and, and we'll, we'll see if it actually worked. We'll see if it, if it actually happened. Uh, maybe he, he does go through a sophomore slump, as they'd like to say. I don't know. Um, like you said, that, that offensive line's a little scary. There's a lot of things to see here, but I, I have high hopes. I've got a good feeling about this team. Yeah, uh, I, I will say Tuesday's show will not be the same without uh, Anthony Lynn and his uh, end-of-game clock management uh, to not make fun of. <laughs> there's there's going to be a few coaches that I'm definitely going to miss. Uh, I, I believe he's coordinating somewhere. I, I don't remember where right off the top of my head. But, has, uh, he, has, he been, has he been given uh, full full uh, permission to call timeouts. Yeah, I don't think we get uh, in the game uh, clock management situations from the offensive coordinator. But They might uh, be okay. <laughs> all right, uh, Chargers, nine and a half. Uh, a win better than the uh, Broncos. Where are you sitting on the nine and a half total here? I I'm sitting just slightly above that. I think they could pull off 10 wins. I think this is the team uh, that's probably vying for that, uh, you know, second place spot uh, in this division. But uh, – it's a, it's a real wild card, man. I think that besides the Chiefs, those three other teams uh, could shock and surprise any of us. I think all three of them have the potential to, you know, really leapfrog each other and uh, vie for that second spot. But uh, I, I still think that, you know, the Chiefs are obviously king in this division. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if this was the eight and a half that the Broncos were, I'd be a little bit more bullish on the over. Uh, but the fact that you don't get that, uh, sort of nice little nest egg there at the nine win mark. Uh, Cause I, I do think both the Broncos and the chargers will be hovering a little bit around that nine, uh, 10 win mark. And 
So, you know, I, I'd probably lean a little under here just because I, I don't like that number that has to be 10. You don't get any leeway. They have to win 10 games to get that under. So I, I, I'm going a little under here. Uh, Division-wise, plus 600. A little bit more juice on the, the division than the Broncos where you think uh, 600 enough to entice you into a, a maybe small wager. Oh, only if I was a Chargers fan. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the only way. Uh, conference, uh, 16 to one, uh, that's probably a definite no go, uh, Super Bowl 30 to one. Uh, I'm a pass on both those, uh, playoffs, uh, interesting, like the Broncos plus 110 to reach playoffs minus 135 and no, don't love that, uh, quite as much. It's not quite the juice that the Broncos was. So, uh, I don't love the plus 110, but, uh, I do think probably, uh, this would be my lean for a, 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 two teams coming out of here. So uh, Chiefs, you probably guarantee it, if you really wanted to gauge it, if you can make your pick between Broncos and Chargers, you're getting even money there to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see it going either way. I, you know, I, like I said, I feel confident about the team. I have a good feeling about this team, but uh, like there still is definitely some pause when it comes to certain situations. Uh, and you brought up a lot of those points. So uh, I won't, you know, replay all stuff he said, but a little bit of juice there. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're ready to move on. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they get to actually play in a full stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, that should be fun and entertaining. It, it should be interesting too. I really don't know what to it expect with that uh if you look at the hockey team it's one of the better home field advantages it is uh i, I don't know what to make of what the las vegas one is it's either going to be a bunch of transplants who all want to have their bachelor party and go to a football game or uh it's going to have a, a cool little home base but it, it'll be interesting to see how that is uh las vegas interesting team there are pieces here but uh I must say I am not a fan of how uh, Gruden and company have sort of run this team. It's been a little weird. Um, uh, I just don't quite know what to make of this roster. The win total sits at seven. I'm curious of your take on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders here. To me, the Raiders are probably the biggest mystery in this division. They're the ones that I believe could very easily – take over that second place spot. I mean, we saw them last season when they played the Chiefs. They played them tough. Um, but then we saw them the week after that completely flop. So uh, it, it's just one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams that you just don't know what you're going to get from them. Um, as you mentioned, the front office, I don't know exactly what they're doing as far as managing the team. Uh, it leaves me with a lot of uncertainty as far as how confident do I feel going forward with this team. I, I just don't know. But, but they definitely do have a lot of talent, and they have some guys that can make some plays out there. Um, to me, like I said, this is just the, the, the biggest question mark in this division. They could very easily get second place, win 10 games, 11 games, and they could win three games. I, neither would shock me, to be completely honest with you. But as you mentioned, they're going to play in the state, new stadium now with fans, which I know you've been to Vegas. You know, I'm from California, and I used to take trips up to Vegas all the time. Vegas is popping, man. No matter where you go, what you do, you know, and I know it pains me to say it, but the Raiders have a huge following in California. A lot of Californians are huge Raider fans. 
Uh, a lot of my friends were Raider fans. And a lot of these guys, you know, moved to Las Vegas because, uh, you know, the, in the hotel industry, there's a lot of, a lot of work over there. So there's a lot of Californians that are huge Raider fans. And even those that aren't, I mean, other than the college team, there's really no professional football team that you can really root for out there. So um, a lot of, there's a lot of people just from different places, different parts of the country that are probably just going to go ahead and latch onto the Raiders and it's Vegas, baby. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think you perfectly summed it up. Uh, This team, I I think if I told you they are going to be three and 14, it it probably wouldn't stun you. And if I told you they were going to be like 11 and six, uh, it it might get a little bit, wow, they had a good year, but you know, you could easily talk yourself into it with some of the skill position guys they have. Uh, I do think uh, defense once again, will be uh, a major, major issue, but they did add, you know, you know, a couple guys on the defensive side of things. Maybe that will improve a little bit, but uh, I, I really just have no, no feel at all on this team. Uh, so it, it's really hard for me to, you know, sort of preview them. Uh, you know, Carr, solid quarterback, but, uh, you know, you don't even know if Gruden really trusts him. And, you know, Gruden might go nuts and throw in Mariota one week just for the fun of it. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs, explosive receiver, but uh, there were games last year would, where he would, you know, just have nothing. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, really, really good running back, um, but he was banged up all the time. You know, you bring in Kenyon Drake, uh, who, while had a one good year at Arizona, they felt more than enough to uh, let him go and uh, let Chase Edmonds take over that uh, running back position. So that sort of tells you what level he's on. And uh, this offensive line, just a little bit of a mishmatch. It, you know, it has good players. They drafted uh, Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama uh, to play right tackle. That was a little bit of a reach, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's so hard to gauge what this team is going to be. You know, even we've talked about it, even coming into their home stadium, it's just really, really hard uh, to get any, any solid projection really on what this Raiders team is and will be, but uh, it it probably will be a fun season uh, there in Oakland. We probably will have some uh, very, very disturbing Tuesdays where we can complain about taking the Raiders and they lay an egg and then we take against the Raiders and they probably win by 40 against us. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely the kind of feel that I have for this team. I just, I feel like one way or another, they're going to screw us. Yes. They're going to find a way. <laughs> definitely. So, all right. So uh, this win total sits at seven wins. Um, I, I've talked about it. I have no idea. I probably, probably uh, go under but uh i i i sort of want to take the over but i can't literally be thinking every team is going to be finish uh nine and ten wins in this conference they all play each other winning the, yeah someone's <laughs> we getting have to beat. take that into account <laughs> you know we, for, we forgot to talk about the fact that they have to play each other twice every year <laughs> all right so where are you going with the raiders on seven you know I, i'm gonna be nice I'm going to be nice because they, they really beamed me last season. Uh, it seems like every time I took them, they really stabbed me in the heart, uh, but I'm going to be nice to them. You know, they're finally getting to welcome their fans in. And as I mentioned, I got a lot of friends that are Raider fans. So I'm going to go over on this one. And, and this is just really me just kind of flipping a coin. Cause 
I have no idea what to expect from this team. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, uh, eighteen to one to win the division. Any love on the that side of things there? No, just just too much of a question mark. I, there's probably. Uh, I mean, I'll save you some time. I know you got to say it all, but I'll save you some time. I'm probably not taking any of any action on this. All right, uh, forty to one to win the conference, eighty to one to win the Super Bowl. I'm a definite no on those two, uh, but this one sort of had my eyebrow raised. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> no on the pl- yes, no on the playoffs. It's plus three seventy five is a yes. Uh, you know, minus five hundred is a no. We mentioned we thought this team could be capable of winning ten and eleven games. Uh, you know that three seventy five. I don't know if there's that big a gap between Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, whereas the Broncos and Chargers are even money to make the playoffs and the Raiders are, you know, almost four times, uh, you know, bigger odds makers to, you know, not make the playoffs. So uh, that 375 has me a little intrigued there. Now, would that be enough to cover your behind if you took the under on the win total, but then took them to make the playoffs? Well, uh, yeah, that would probably offset it. Uh, that way I could, uh, I, I'd win one way or the other. Either I'm going to the playoffs and winning a four to one or I'm breaking even because they go under. So, uh, But it's the Raiders. They'll probably win more than, they'll probably take the over and they'll, they'll probably just miss the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, so you can probably uh, try to Asian handicap that uh, in a soccer terms of things and uh at least uh, come away with some sort of money, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it was an intriguing little number there, 375. Uh, I just thought the uh, value-wise, you see 130 Broncos, 110 Chargers. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure there's that much of a gap between Broncos, Chargers, uh, Raiders, uh, other than I, I think one of those teams will uh, jump out and make a push. So uh, I thought there was a little value in the plus 375. Definitely some value. And I mean, if you're in Vegas, you're already in Vegas. Might as well head down to the to the sports book and uh and drop that bet. Yeah. All right. Uh we're going to move to the NFC side of things. And uh this is uh probably the most intriguing division into the NFL, probably the most talked about one uh as well, gonna be through the season. Uh we'll start off with your boys. Uh the Los Angeles Rams uh, coming in with a nice number of 10 and a half wins. Uh, not a whole lot of changes on the season, uh, but uh, they do bring in the one big, big change in uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, I, I guess you can sort of talk about Deshaun uh, Jackson as a little bit of a change, but uh, overall, uh, this uh, team is what you're going to get uh, with Stafford now at the helm. What do you make of the Los Angeles Rams? <laughs> um, well, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my my fandom hat here off and uh, and just talk what I really what I really think. I think there's too many question marks. People are already you know crowning them the NFC West champs, and they're saying they have a good chance to you know win the conference. A chance to make it to the Super Bowl, yada yada yada. Listen, we went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. We couldn't win it. We had a n- number one ranked defense last year, and we couldn't get past the one of the best offenses in the NFC. So it's hard for me to really sit here and feel super confident about this team going all the way. 
because they added a guy who hasn't won any playoff games. I, I just, I, I, listen, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this because, but I'm a fan, so I, I can, you know, give you the honest opinion. I'm a little scared. I, I think that people's expectations are so high this season that it's going to be very easy for this team to just crash and burn. Um, not that I foresee this happening. I think there's just way too much talent on this team for that to happen. But I also think that this division is probably the, the most stacked division in all of football. If you were to ask me, I think that this is probably the most talented, the deepest, you know, uh, talent uh, pool division in all of the NFL. Um, and this is not just because I'm a Ram fan. It's just, you look at the way these teams are built. They their superstars on both sides of the ball on just about every team. In well, this uh, you can go with uh, just look at the win totals. Uh, three of the teams all have 10 win totals and the fourth team has an eight win total. Uh, that's way, way, uh, way, way higher than uh, every uh, division we've previewed before this. So, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned it, uh, just a stacked division, uh, which makes things just as difficult. Also really hard places to go to and win games on the road. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I don't know what the situation is in LA as far as like fans being allowed into the stadium. Uh, I know that California tends to be a little stricter when it comes to uh, their their restrictions with COVID and all that. So I, I don't know if they're allowing fans in there. They uh, are. Uh, the Well, at least the college teams have been uh, full bore. So, uh, full capacity? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I mean, that... uh, full capacity, but... Uh... <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to fill a stadium that day, too, though. Listen, first of all, I know that a lot of people... LA has a lot of transplant fans, okay? So... I hear this pretty much every year since Rams came back to LA is, oh, look at how many fans this team has there. People, it's LA, okay? People move there from different parts of the country, from all over the country, not even the country, all over the world. And with that many different backgrounds, that many different, you know, uh, hometowns and things like that, you're bound to run into people that follow a different team. It's just, it's, it's pure math. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, so you're always going to see a lot of fans from different teams. And not just that, it's L.A. Uh, there's always something to do. With, and if there's football on, sometimes people just want to go to a football game. They don't care who's playing. It's, that's just the way L.A. is. Uh, but going back to the team, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm being very cautious. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm cautious. And what was it, at least 10 and a half, you said? 10 and a half. I mean, I, I just on paper. I think they could very easily win, you know, at least 12 games. But again, I said they play in the toughest division of football. So uh, there's definitely a little pause there for me. Um, I'm excited, but I'm probably going to be keeping my mouth quiet pretty much all season long when it comes to the Rams uh, and just kind of hoping for a good outcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned the Vegas, but uh, technically the Rams are – uh, playing in their new stadium as well. They played in it last year, but it was empty. It, it'll be interesting to see the effect, uh, you know, there. Uh, we mentioned Vegas, and we didn't know what type of fans were going to show up there. Uh, you know, Similar there is situation. at least a – there is at least a base uh, for the Rams fans. You know, I, I don't know if they will fill it. Uh, that's not really a Los Angeles thing unless you're the Lakers or the Dodgers, really. Uh, you know, so – but uh, I, I do think there's a little bit uh, – It'll be interesting to see how that stadium plays and if they can get an advantage there. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee the Chargers are getting an advantage there. Uh, but the Rams might get a little bit of a spike, uh, you know, there as well. Um, I, I'm very intrigued by this team. You 
you look at this uh, starting roster on both sides of the ball, it, it, you know, it, it's heavily skilled, uh, really all over the place. Um, you know, I, I might have some qualms about Matthew Stafford, but I, I, he can play quarterback and he can play it better than Jared Goff can as well. So, you know, that should be an upgrade there. Uh, you know, I, I think my main question uh, overall is depth and, you know, they've really, really sacrificed uh pretty much all their draft capital and uh, all their spending on all these players you see on the starting lineup. And, you know, depth wise, I, I think you saw it uh, last year in that playoff game. It, it's not even depth. Uh, Darnold's got banged up in the uh, round one game and it and was it a totally different, changed everything. Yeah. It was a totally different defense uh, that played green Bay than the one that played Seattle the week before. And, you know, I think we both know Aaron Donald's the best defensive player and probably the, you know, depending on what you like, uh, best football player in the world right now. And, and that's really scary uh, to have your whole defense hinging on Aaron Donald, uh, you know, health throughout the season. And you don't have a lot of depth behind him to sort of make that up. Uh, it, it's the same thing on the offensive end. We, We've talked about earlier in the year, you know, the Cam Akers on our fantasy injury. They're already, you know, sort of getting banged up at running back. That's not, you know, the scariest position for them to get banged up in. But, you know, Henderson, you know, broke, sprained, did something to his thumb. They had to bring in Sony Michelle. Uh, so that would be a concern. And the other thing, you know, I think is a little bit of concern is that offensive line as well. Uh, you know, there are good players on it, but uh, I, I believe Andre Wentworth was on this team when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I think he was with the Bengals back then. But, but uh, uh, anyway, he's, he's getting up there. He he's a very he's a very good offensive lineman, but he's a very old offensive lineman. So you know, I I, I see this team as a legit Super Bowl contender. Anybody would, but it's just added game on the season. You just wonder how this thing is going to break. If it breaks right, I, I think they make their run, and you're like, wow, this team has a lot of talent. Uh, but, you know, if it breaks wrong, if Stafford gets a little banged up, you know, a couple of those receivers get hurt, Cup or Woods, they're very dependent on those. I, I guess we can talk to Sean Jackson, but uh, I don't know anyone who's legit counting on, the year. <laughs> <laughs> counting on him you know it, it's really van jefferson who would have to step up in there uh higby who i love uh but you know he, he's never been the full-time starter at tight end everett's there and uh it, it's really just an intriguing team uh talent wise and then uh depth wise if uh you know it's just happens to be one of those seasons where everybody starts to get banged up yeah it, like you said if we were playing you know Madden football, this team's going to the Super Bowl, you know, just based off talent alone. Because if in Madden terms, a lot of these guys are 99s. Um, unfortunately, this is real life. And in real life, these guys got to come out of the game every now and then to at least, you know, get a little, a little water in them and, and catch a breather. They can't stay in there every single snap. Uh, so you need depth for that. And like you said, there's not a lot of depth in this team. They've given up a lot of draft capital and they've tied up a lot of money. Um, with all that being said, they're built to win now and in the next couple of years. And if it doesn't work out for them, then we're talking about maybe, you know, restructuring the whole system again. But for now, on paper, they definitely have to be one of the favorites coming out of the NFC.
Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, two new coordinators, uh, the other two uh, both got head coaching jobs. Uh, uh, the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, who was the uh, Falcons uh, interim coach, was a former head coach of the Buccaneers. But uh, I don't worry much about that. I, I think Raheem Morris, great, great defensive coordinator. Uh, Kevin O'Connell takes over for the uh, on the offensive side of things. And it's really, really interesting. He, he's a really young uh, offensive coordinator. He was a quarterback for uh, San Diego State, had a, a little run there with New England. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see how he takes charge here. Uh, you know, McVay is heavily involved, but uh, interesting to see how Kevin O'Connell sees things uh, on the offensive side of the ball here. Yeah, I think I, I think I heard that McVay is also going to allow more input from his assistants. So, uh, you know, that can never be a bad thing. A lot of times as a head coach, you kind of get tunnel vision, you know, to the way you do things. And uh, sometimes that can be detrimental to a team. So uh, the fact that he's probably going to allow, you know, a little more interaction from the rest of his coaching staff, his coordinators and things, I think it's probably a good thing. Uh, but we'll we'll see how the season turns out for them. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, 10 and a half wins uh, over under on this one. I think we're taking the over. I think I'm leaning a little bit over here. Uh, I, I don't quite know what I'm going to do. I can't take every team to uh, win 12 every games in this Every division. team's going to win. <laughs> I, I think somebody is going to have to be in and around uh, 10, 9 wins. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go over on this Rams team, and uh, I, I think they will be – I don't – we'll get to the division one because uh, they're plus 185. Uh, I, I would not advise betting any division bets in this division, uh, but uh, I don't know if I'm betting on them to win the division. I, I uh, but uh, I, I do think I, I really, really like the over plus twenty five for the division. You like that one? I, I don't. As you mentioned, it uh, this division is just way too tight. So I mean, even for the next few teams that we're going to talk about, uh, I don't like any division bets for this particular division. In my opinion, the toughest division in football. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is uh, there could be some COVID protocol week and uh, that could cost your bet on the division. Because uh, I, I think, you know, this team, the Niners and the Seahawks, probably going to be separated by one or two games. And it, it might not even be one or two games. It could be head to head. It could be, you know, uh, point differential. Uh, you saw last year. You yeah. Saw last year between the Seahawks and the Rams, I mean, they were neck and neck pretty much going in. It didn't even matter who won the division. Yeah, because, and uh, we were getting John Walford snaps to try to win the division at that point. Oh, that was scary. <laughs> well, I wouldn't get too scared because he's still your backup quarterback. So Yeah, uh, I don't even think he got any play time during the preseason. I, I will uh, say they, they've, they've got some guys that are, you know, on their practice squad that probably uh, have a little bit of skill, but they definitely got developed. All right, uh, conference. Uh, this is a little bit more interesting. Plus 525 on the conference side of things. Uh, the value, probably a little under what I want, but uh, if you count the teams on the NFC side that you think will win the conference, legit, legit win the conference, it's probably hovering between four and six. So uh, I can see a little bit of value here at, at, with the uh, plus 525. Uh, now we'll get to it in the next uh, couple teams all are hovering around the same as well. But uh, plus 525 to win the conference, where are you sitting with that one? I Well, like I said to some of the previous teams, you know, if you're a fan of those teams, those are good bets for you. 
this is the bet that I kind of like uh, as a Ram fan. I kind of like it. It's something that I can kind of look forward to and just kind of keep rooting for my team. You know, they don't have to win the division at this point. All they got to do is get to the big game. Yeah. Um, 12 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I do think this team has a legit chance of, of really being in the Super Bowl. But this conference is uh, really, really hard. And uh, legit, if three teams out of the NFC West get into the playoffs, you're looking at you're probably going to have to play one of them like you did last year. That always makes things weird. So I just, you know, I don't think the sweetener there at, uh, you know, 12 to 1 is quite there for the Super Bowl. We, we, you know, somebody like Green Bay is at 18 to 1. They sit in a much easier division. And, uh I think match up just as well as these other teams. So I, I think if the value was in the 18 to one, you know, 16 to one, 15 to one range, I'd be a little more bullish than the 12 to one. What do you think? You know, as a Ram fan, I kind of like it. I think that there's enough value there that if they somehow manage to pull it off, it's like a double victory for me, but um, there's a little bit of value. I, I probably wouldn't take it if I wasn't a Ram fan. As a Ram fan, I'm definitely taking a little action on that one. All right. Uh, yes, no on the playoffs. Uh, minus 200 is a yes, plus 165 is a no. Um, I, I could see you talking yourselves into either side of these things. I, I definitely think this team will make the playoffs. But we mentioned the depth issues. Uh, you know, if it just happens to be one of those uh, – seasons where uh everything starts to go downhill you know they don't have quite the depth to really make up for it so plus 165 on a no i, I could talk myself into it i don't think it would be a great bet but uh you know aaron donald goes down matthew stafford goes down you know ramsey gets moody and all of a sudden you know john walford is uh anchoring a team and uh, <laughs> you have no aaron donald sitting in the middle on that defense yeah uh, listen I, I don't even want to think about possibly taking a bet like that because just like I said, a Super Bowl one would be a double win for me. This would be a double whammy, uh, and I would want no part with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move uh, to the other team sitting at 10 and a half wins here. Uh, we're going with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, the chance for uh, a season from hell uh, with the Rams. Uh, the Niners had it last year. Uh, basically, both sides of the ball, everybody got hurt. Uh, they appeared to be healthy and uh, ready to come back. Uh, interesting, uh, probably the most interesting thing with this team, the quarterback situation. Garoppolo is there. They drafted Trey Lance uh, with the number three pick. I don't think Trey Lance is ready, but uh, I don't think uh, – Kyle Shanahan is really scared to pull the trigger there. I, I think he trusts himself and trusts the system. So uh, this is a really, really good team. Uh, you mentioned the Rams uh, starters are really good. The Niners uh, starters are really good. Defense looks to be back. Uh, offense, Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, Kittle. Uh, they do have Mohamed Sanu. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, that wouldn't be my number one listing thing. But as like a fourth, fifth option in your receiving thing is right there. Um, Raheem Mostert returns. They drafted the rookie Trey Simon out of Ohio State, who I really, really like. And uh, then you mix in that uh, they could probably use uh, Trey Lance a little bit like uh, the Saints uh, use 
Yep. So really, I, I really, really like this uh, Niners team. What do you make of the Niners? I think the 49ers are a scary, scary, sneaky, quietly good team. Um, and a lot of people kind of look at last season and are basing what this team can do based off last season. Well, so am I. I'm looking at this team from last season, and I'm basing what they can do this season based off of that. They were good last season. Yeah. You know, put all the injuries aside. You know, they had players in and out of the rotation. The system that they have in place, the system that Shanahan has put in place in San Francisco is super player friendly. It doesn't matter what position you're in because, you know, they were competitive in just about every game and they beat some really tough teams, even with their main guys out. So uh, you talk about a team with, you know, like with the Rams, we just talked about their issue being death. This team has some death. You know, they, they have a lot of guys that they can swap in and out. Uh, I think that as long as they can remain healthy and maintain that depth that they really, you know, it's one of their strong suits, this team is going to be scary. Um, I still think that there's probably going to be some growing pains for that team as a whole because there was no continuity last season. Um, they're going to have to learn how to win together as a cohesive unit with their starters and their backups playing their roles. Uh, I think that's going to be huge. And maybe because of that, I have them slightly behind one of the other teams in this division. But I still think this is a really good team. Um, not so much like the Raiders, where I could I wouldn't be shocked if they won three games or or ten games. I think the Niners can win a lot of games. I'd be shocked if they didn't. But I think that they have the potential to maybe even win this division. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I think the biggest uh, question mark overall is the quarterback. Uh, you know, I don't think Jimmy G is that great, but he he's capable. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I look at him more in the Teddy Bridgewater mold, uh, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field. The only time he was able to stay on the field was that 2019 uh, season when he won. They won 13 games and made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I'm just curious what your feel is on Garoppolo, what your feel is on Trey Lance. I think that's the really the only thing that can sort of get in the way uh, of this team, or maybe you don't think it gets in the way. They just sort of flip flop them. And, uh, you know, uh, once Lance it takes over, eventually they just sort of let Garoppolo go and uh, things just keep moving forward. What do you make of this uh, quarterback situation here in San Francisco? I, I think San Francisco is in a really good position with their quarterback situation. And I'll tell you why I, I said it last season and, and I'll say it again, just so that people don't think that I'm a flip flopper. I think that team is best suited with Garoppolo at the helm, especially right now. Um, I don't think Lance is quite ready yet. Now, neither of them really, you know, uh, blew away any minds or any, and, you know, I think the expectations were pretty high for both of them, but I don't think anyone got blown away by their performances during the preseason. Um, that being said, I think that Lance is probably a better fit for the type of system that Shanahan wants to run. But I don't think he's ready to run that system yet. I think that you'd, you'd probably be in a much better place to put it in the hands of a guy who's a little more, I mean, I don't even know how to put a veteran savvy. I guess someone who's who knows how to manage a type of game plan that's put in front of him and kind of really take control of it. Uh, and I think that's Garoppolo right now. I think that Garoppolo is probably more ready to lead this team uh, as well as they, they can be. I think he's best suited to lead that team. 
Uh, I think that Lance could have too many hiccups along the way that would probably cost this team. Uh, and they're in a really good position to make some noise. Uh, I don't think they can afford to do it yet. Maybe at some point, if things aren't working out with Garoppolo, then maybe you make a switch. But I think that for now, you have to stick with Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I think you go with Garoppolo. And I think their thinking is, you know, you go with Garoppolo. If he gets hurt again or per as he always does, then you go with Lance. You probably trust Lance enough uh, in there. At least Shanahan does that he can work his way into uh, still winning games. Uh, but I think the quarterback situation will be fine. You get Lance in there. Uh, you know, you gadget him up. He's not you know, a Tyson Hill clone, uh, Tyson Hill is a huge, uh, beast, you know, Lance is a little bit more, you know, gangly, but, uh, they both can do the same sort of things. So you get him some gadget plays, you get him some snaps, get him used to it. And if Garoppolo gets hurt, uh, the only thing I, I really worry about is, you know, if Garoppolo has one of those, you know, random games he does every now and then when he gets a little pick happy, uh, I think Kyle Shanahan probably has the uh, maturity not to yank him. Uh, but I wonder if the, you know, pressure from the fans who I think have turned a little bit on Garoppolo starts to push. And it's like, why do we want him put in Lance? He can do more things. And I think they could probably talk themselves into, you know, I look at this situation like the uh, Steelers way, way back, uh, way, way back early two thousands when Ben was a rookie. Uh, I think Tommy Maddox was the quarterback at the time, uh, sort of same situation, good enough quarterback that you don't want to pull him for a rookie, but uh, definitely not your future. And uh, Maddox got hurt. Roethlisberger took over. He wasn't great, uh, but they had a ridiculously good defense. They had a ridiculously good that running helps. game. <laughs> you know, this team has a ridiculously good defense and uh, probably even a better running game than those Steelers teams. Uh, so it's just really interesting. I'm curious how this is going to play out uh, on the year. Maybe it works out just smoothly. Garoppolo gets through and this team is a contender, uh, but curious about that side of things. But uh, other than that, I, I really do think this uh, Niners team going to be really, really uh, back to what they were, uh, you know, uh, two years ago, I believe. Yeah. Like I said, as long as they can remain healthy and, you know, develop some sort of continuity, uh, where players are playing their actual roles, I think this team is dangerous. All right. So uh, this one sits at 10 and a half wins as well. Uh, where are you going 10 and a half wins on the San Francisco 49ers? Listen, I think they're good enough to win more than 10 and a half games, but simply because of the fact that, uh, like I said, they have to rebuild that chemistry um, as units playing in their particular roles. I'm going to take under but uh, I mean, it's very close. Yeah. Uh, I, the smart uh, thing to do would be to take the under on this, but uh, I, I think they can be a 12, 13 win team too. So uh, I don't know if you can have two teams in the uh, division. I, I think the Titans and the Colts did it a couple times uh, when McNair and like Manning were there. Uh, but it will be very difficult and uh, we're going to get to a, a team next as well, who probably has a possibility of winning, uh, you know, between 10 and 13 games as well. Uh, so I think over, uh, but the smart money would be on the uh, under or just uh, leave this alone overall. But uh, 
I, I think they're going to be really good, win 12, 13 games uh, this year. Uh, we mentioned division bets, uh, not a great, uh, they're 190. Uh, I, I'd stay definitely away from that, but uh, 190 for you, good, bad, ugly. Uh, not, not enough juice there for me. Um, really tough division, uh, but I'm probably staying away from it. Yeah, uh, they're plus 525 to win the conference, same as the Rams. Um, I, I'd probably give it uh, about the same, uh, you know, in and around. That's decent. This is a definite team that has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So uh, there's a little bit of value there. So I, I would not be scared to uh, use that value. And uh, if you really believe in the Niners, uh, I, I'd grab that 525. Pretty good value there. Uh, same as the Rams, 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Not in love with it. Uh, I, I'd want it to be more on the 15, 16 side of things. But uh, I, I could see people taking that one as well. Uh, you in love with either the uh, conference or Super Bowl bets there? I'm not in love with it. I, I still think they have a little ways to go before they become actual Super Bowl contenders. Um, but I know that my brother Enox is definitely jumping on some of these bets. He's a big Niner fan. So I'm excited for him. I think his team's going to do really good. They're just not quite there yet. Well, yes, that's why casinos are rich because teams bet on their team. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've got a few of my paychecks. I know that. They get fancy fountains and uh, we have to work bad jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just so we could do it all over again. All right. Uh, 190 is a yes on the uh, playoffs. Uh, 155 is a no. Uh, not in love with it, but uh, I, I, I guess if you really want it, I would not touch a yes on any of these teams just because I'd be too scared in this division. And uh, if you have a, a season like the Niners had last year where people start getting hurt, uh, these all these teams are too good and are going to uh, knock you down on that. So uh I'd lean more towards the nose on the plus side of things, but uh, I'd stay away from those as well. Yeah, and I mean, even if there are some injuries, we saw last season when the 49ers were pretty decimated at, you know, at just about every position and they went in to face the Rams and they handed the Rams. I don't want to say the word I'm thinking of, but they, they gave it to them. Uh, so you can't really count out any team in this division. I think those bets are not really smart bets uh, unless you're one of those crazy fans that wants to spend some money. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next team in this. And yes, they are good as well. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, 10 wins on the over under, uh, not a ton of changes. They bring in Gerald Everett, uh, for your tight ends. Uh, you know, don't lose a ton, ton on the defense, re-sign Jamal Adams to a big, big deal. Um, Offensively, uh, they are what they are, bringing a new offensive coordinator in uh, Shane Waldron, who was the uh, Rams passing coordinator. Uh, so this should be a good team. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, huff and fluff from Russell Wilson in the offseason, but uh, you make any more of that than just a, a bored quarterback uh, trying to get attention. Uh, I, I really was hoping there was going to be more to that than just, you know, uh, no other NFL news to report. Um, but, you know, listen, I, I, even as a Ram fan, as a divisional rival of the Seahawks, I will always say this. He is an amazing quarterback. He makes magic happen. And I hate the fact that he's still in the NFC West. Um, I thought the Rams would have a better shot if he was no longer in that division. But with that being said, 
as long as he's on that team, I'm not counting this team out because I've seen even when they look like they're going to be bad, this guy seems to just kind of grab them and pick them up and he puts them on his back and he leads them to victory. And um, it's hard for me to expect anything other than that. I know they lost a bunch of guys. I think they lost uh, Griffin and uh, a few other players. As long as you got Wilson, I think you're fine. And he's got some monsters at the skill position too. So, um, you know, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I don't think they want him to go anywhere either. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is uh, if this team can find the balance, they started last year, all offense, no defense. And then it sort of switched, uh, you know, in and around midseason, where the defense, like the Cowboys. yeah, where the defense started to pick up, and then the offense really, really fell off. Uh, you know, they got to try to find that happy medium where they're hitting, you know, explosive plays but still controlling the clock. It, it, you know, it protects the defense, who I think is still probably a little light at the cornerback position. Uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner still there, and. Uh, you know, uh, the line, I thought, really, really started to play well towards the end once they brought over uh, Carlos Dunlap and stuff. And uh, then I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, the corners aren't that great, but, uh, uh, you know, Quandre Diggs and uh, Jamal Adams uh, as your safety uh, combo there, I, I think really, really uh, nice little safety combination. So uh, I think this defense uh, can continue to uh, be more like the one we saw in the second half of the season. The question is, can this offense be, you know, somewhere in between that offense we saw early, which I think was a little bit of smoke and mirrors, uh, but not quite the uh, cratering offense where they couldn't generate any offense, uh, couldn't find a way to get DK Metcalf the ball. But uh, that's the only thing. Can they find a balance where this offense hums and this defense hums at the same time? And just to clarify, I actually meant the Falcons, not the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. But no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that if this team definitely, if they find like a, a good, you know, medium place where the offense is moving and they're not asking too much of Russell Wilson and that defense is playing the way they played the second half of last season, then I think they're going to be a really, really good team. Um that being said, they're playing in the NFC West, and we it's a recurring theme when we're talking about this division. That's where they seem to struggle the most last season, was going up against their own divisional opponents. And it's because a lot of the teams in this division have really good defenses, if not great defenses. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's still some question marks to me on that offensive line. Um, it seems like they brought in a couple of guys that they think are going to short things up, but we'll see, man. This division is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'll say is, you know, Russell complained about the offensive line, but, uh, you know, it didn't grade out awful. It wasn't like the best, but, you know, it wasn't like he was playing behind the Jets offensive line or something. Well, either, you so. know, and yeah, and you have to take it into account. They played against the NFC West. They faced off against Aaron Donald yes. twice. You know, they faced off. They, like you said, the, the 49ers had a really good defense last season too. They faced them against twice the Cardinals twice, not to mention the other really good teams in the, uh, in the NFC they had to play. So you take it that into account and that offensive line wasn't horrible. It just wasn't good enough to completely yes. stop, you know, defenses like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, their win total sits at 10. Uh, can we go over with <laughs> three teams in this? Uh, I, I struggle to see a way that they don't win at least 10 games, but uh, what, what do you make of the Seahawks win total at 10? 
Okay, and this is where it comes to play, the fact that I took the under in the 49ers. It's because I think that as good as they are, I think the Seahawks just have more experience when it comes to the big game, the big moment, the big, you know, uh, the big moment to, to really rise to the top. And I think they showed it last season when they were, you know, within striking distance of winning their division and they got the job. And granted, it didn't help them much when it came to the playoffs, but they took care of business when it came to the division. They can claim that they're NFC West division champs. Um, because of that, I'm going to take the over. I, I think that they're slightly ahead of San Francisco right now. Um, I think they're probably right on par with the Rams. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over on this one. All right. Uh, can I go with push? <laughs> we said no pushes, Remember, no pushes. Well, I, I'm going to go over as well on this one. Uh, I, I do think it'd probably be 10, 11, uh, you know, 12 wins they got last year. So they'll be right on that number. Uh, you can probably guess where I'm going with Arizona. <laughs> it's not going to be over. So uh, anyway, uh, so I, I, I'm just going to ride that these uh, teams pretty much beat up on all their uh, out of division foes and uh, you know, win at home, lose on the road sort of type thing in the division and can all get in and around that 10 to uh, 12 win mark, uh, at least these three teams. So uh, I'm going to go over with the Seahawks as well. Um, we'll do this. Uh, most of the numbers are in and around the same 280 to win the division. You know, it, it's a little bit better, but I, I wouldn't touch that 14 to one conference, 30 to one to win Super Bowl. Uh the only one that intrigues me a little bit is that 30 to one to win Super Bowl. I think they're a little closer uh, to, you know, maybe that uh, 18 to 20 range. Uh, but, you know, they've got to hop two teams probably in this division, uh, plus Green Bay and Tampa Bay, and probably depending on your feel on the Saints. Uh, so, you know, not great value, but 30 to one, pretty decent odds there. You can at least win a chunk of change if uh, things break right. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a, a little chance to make some, you know, some money there. And and I wouldn't put it out of the question. I think they're definitely talented enough to make a push if they can get things going the right way. Uh, but, you know, again, how confident am I in that? Not confident enough to, like you said, uh, put my mortgage on it. So, uh, but I, before we move on to the next team, I will tell you this. I purposely did not look at the uh, win total for this upcoming team because I wasn't sure whether I was going to take an over and under based off the way I was picking the other team. So uh, I'm curious to hear what the, uh, the next one is. And uh, I, you know, this is uh, the one that has probably the best, uh, the Seahawks have legit home field advantage. One of the best in the NFL. Oh, uh, definitely. Very, very difficult to go up there and win. Uh, so if they can find a way to get home field advantage in playoff situations, uh, you know, that makes things much, much difficult. So uh, 31 decent value, 110s uh, across the board on yes, no on the playoffs. I, I'd probably leave that alone as well. So uh, let's move on to the next one. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, sadly, they are in a very, very wrong division here. Uh, no <laughs> truth to the rumor that they are offering their spot to everyone in the North. Uh <laughs> There have not been any takers yet, though. So, uh, anyway, the Cardinals sit at an eight-and-a-half win total. Um, and that's probably because of uh, their roster, which is 
you know, pretty solid. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they do bring in A.J. Green, um, you know. Uh, I, I've talked about Rondell Moore. They brought in, you know, James Conner uh, and Chase Edmonds taking the uh, running back sort of thing. Uh, their line is is probably a little hit and a miss. Uh, and they got some names on defense. Uh, you know, bring in J.J. Watt. Chandler Jones sticks around. Malcolm Butler goes there. Uh, they have Isaiah Simmons, who the rookie out of Clemson, who was uh, ridiculous. And they bring in Xavier Collins uh, from Tulsa. Uh, who's going to be a really, really good linebacker. Buda Baker sits at uh, safety there. So uh, this is a very talented roster, uh, but I don't think it's as talented as three teams above it. And, uh, you know, if you really want to get into it, uh, coaching-wise, you're going Carroll, Shanahan, McVay, and then you're going Kingsbury. And um, they, uh, you're probably looking at the top of the rung coaches wise to the bottom rung here. And uh, I just don't know if this team can compete in this division. You told me they moved to the North. I, I'd probably put them easily second place behind green Bay in that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, to me, this, this Cardinal team, if I were to look at this team on paper, I would look, like to legitly say, this is going to be a Super Bowl contending team. Um, you know, they just, they, they seem to have a lot of setbacks and last season was looking really good for them. Uh, they had a, a small window where it looked like they could potentially leap past the Seahawks and the Rams in that division. Um, and they really just couldn't take, you know, control of that division. And I put it mostly on experience. I don't think that they have the experience, just like I said about the 49ers, um, I think the Seahawks and the Rams are more experienced than both of those teams when it comes to big moments and seizing the opportunity. Um, I think last year was definitely a good year for learning experience, for, you know, developing that, uh, that, that attitude that, you know, you need that swagger. Um, I think Kyler Murray is going to benefit from having, I know AJ Green's not the same AJ Green, but it's, he's still another big weapon on the outside. Um, that's going to be, he's going to help. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to butcher it again like I did last season. <laughs> what did I call him last season? I don't remember. Was it DeAndre DeAndre Johnson? No. Yes, I think I, you I, combined Andre Johnson and DeAndre yes, that's Hopkins. what it was. So okay, so this year I combined um, the AFC South and the NFC South. Last year I combined uh, two receivers into one receiver. So we'll see what happens next year. But going back to uh, to the Cardinals here. I think that having AJ Green, a guy, a guy like that, a big, just a big body. Now I know we haven't seen him play because he had a lot of issues last season, but if he's got anything left in the tank, you know, he's, he's a big body to have out there and he's going to, you know, take some of the pressure off the other wide receivers. Uh, like you said, that running back situation, it's gotten a little bit better. They brought in a guy to kind of ease the workload off of Evans, but on paper, I think this is a solid team and, and they have potential I just think that they need to take that step up. They're, they're going to have a lot of issues that they're going to face. They're going to face a lot of adversity. And once they get past all that, then I think maybe next year is going to be a really solid year for them if they build their roster the right way. I don't know if Kingsbury is the, 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 the answer to everybody's prayers, but on paper, this is a really good team. Yeah. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask, uh, Kyler Murray, um, you know, it, it, to me, when I watch, 
I, I see a lot of fun fantasy scoring. I don't always see it equating to great quarterback play on the field that leads to winning games. So uh, I, I'm just curious on your take on Kyler Murray. Can this, can he become more than just, you know, a, a fantasy quarterback? Can he become an NFL winning quarterback? I think this is the year that we're going to get the answer to that question. I, I don't have the answer for you. I really don't. I think that his development has definitely been on an upward trend, even with a few bumps here and there, kind of a bit of a roller coaster. But I think it's still on an upward trend. Um, I think this is the year that those questions are really going to be answered. As I mentioned earlier, having another weapon on the outside, now you don't just have to cut your field in half. Now you can really open up the entire field. The entire field is a possibility now for him to, you know, to attack. So this year is, is going to be a more definitive uh, evaluation as to what his ceiling is going to be, um, whether he's just going to be the type of quarterback that puts up big numbers but doesn't win you any games, uh, or he's going to be the type of quarterback that goes from being very explosive and translating that into efficiency and actually winning games. I think this is the year to answer all those questions. Yeah. All right. Uh, so win total sits at eight and a half for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I have to take somebody under. I'm taking the Cardinals <laughs> under. Uh, I, I really do think this is going to be a better team than their record. Uh, but honestly, uh, I think they might end up winning like four or five games just because they're in such a difficult division. And I like this roster, but I just don't know if it can match up with the other three teams in this division. So uh, you're going under over on the uh, Arizona Cardinals. You know, I, I'm actually, uh, oh gosh, you said eight and a half, right? Yeah. I already took the 49ers as an under, um, and theirs was 10 and a half. So I'm going, oh gosh, this pains me to say this, but I'm going to go with the over. I don't feel confident about it. But I, I think this is going to be a, a year where they actually take a step up and uh, and make themselves a better team. Yeah. So yeah, I I definitely think they could be in and around 500. But then I, I think we'd have to see a couple of those, uh, you know, top teams uh, drop a little bit from where I I think their win total sits. So uh, that's uh, you know that's really uh, just an interesting thing how this is going to play out in this division uh, division wise plus 600 uh, I think we're both uh, definite uh, you know no on that one 18 to 1 win conference 40 to 1 to win Super Bowl any love on either of those no uh, again like I said to me this is a season that's going to tell me what this team is going to be going forward I don't think this is a year where they contend for a Super Bowl I think this is a year where they contend for maybe a division if they can get things together yeah. Uh, reach playoffs. Yes. No. Plus 150 is a yes. Uh, I, I want that a lot more juiced. Uh, minus 200 is a no. Uh, you know, I, I might be willing to throw a little money on that one. It, it seems uh, pretty likely that four teams are not making it out of the division. And uh, I, I think the other three teams are, are better than the Cardinals. So uh, that that value I see there at minus 200 might be pretty good. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of value there. I just, for me, I, I, not enough to really get me to, to, you know, sway me either way. So um, I'm not jumping on it, but there's definitely a little bit of value. There. Yeah. All right. That concludes the previews. Uh, I, four long weeks, five long weeks, four. 
four long know. weeks of previews. It, it, it felt it felt long. It felt like a long time. I I've been looking at a lot of stats and reading a lot of numbers. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to watch some games and then look yeah. like a, look at a lot. Then of we stats can look at the stats. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that being said, there is a game Thursday. Uh, we will not have our pick show until Friday. So uh, let's get into Thursday's game a little bit. Dallas Cowboys go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the spread sits at eight here over under at 51 and a half. Um, Zach Martin uh, in the COVID protocol won't play along that line for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, I I'm thinking blowout pretty good here. I, I just... You know, I, I do think sometimes the Super Bowl team has a little bit of a hangover. The game gets a little closer than you think, but usually they went out. But uh, I don't see a ton of ways this Cowboy team uh, can compete. Uh, their defense probably going to still be bad. And without Martin on the line on that offensive side of things, honestly, I might bench Dak and uh, just let uh, whatever Garrett Gilbert, whoever is back there, take a beating and uh, go into week two and look for a win here. But uh, what do you make of this Tampa Bay Dallas Cowboys game here? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just honestly not probably my, you know, uh, most beloved game to, to kick off the season with, but it is the, uh, the opening game of the year. So I'm excited about that. I'm really excited to watch the rest of the games too. But we got some Thursday night football, Cowboys, Buccaneers, defending champs versus the team with the worst defense of last year. Um, yes, there, there is a lot of teams that tend to have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but this is Tom Brady. I feel like he's been in enough of these, uh, you know, opening game Super Bowl champ, defending champs, you know. He's been so enough they of those usually games. have some uh, new players. <laughs> this is the exact same this, team. Exactly. So uh, I feel a little more confident in, in taking, uh, you know, Tampa Bay. I think that, like you said, the fact that, you know, the Cowboys are hurting a little bit right now, um, the fact that Prescott hasn't really seen the field all that much or in preseason, uh, the fact that he's coming back from a really horrific injury, until we see him in an actual game situation, we don't know exactly, you know, how jumpy he's going to be. Uh, we've seen plenty of situations before where a quarterback comes back from a bad injury and they're not quite the same. They're scared to get hit. And if you're already suffering at that offensive line position, you're probably best suited to just give him a little bit more rest, give him the week off. Um, it's not like I could I could really see them contending with the Super Bowl champs. Uh, I think that at this point, um, what was the spread again? It's minus eight. Uh, it's I would like it more at six and a half. Yeah, I know. I that touchdown. But, I'd like that uh, over the touchdown. I, I'm very scared of Dallas Cowboys. Uh, getting down, you know, 24-3, and then we get some fake touchdowns there at the end to pump some numbers up. Yeah, the Col the, the Cowboys have, you know, Coach uh, Bones over there, so I, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, secret play on special teams that gets them some points. So th that scares me a little bit, uh, eight points, but I, I think the Bucks can definitely cover that. Uh, I'm more interested in the uh, over-under, actually, um, with the – whole situation that I mentioned of, of Dak Prescott coming back. Um, I think the Tampa Bay can, can get ahead, you know, pretty comfortably uh, early enough to where they just kind of run out the clock. So I, I kind of like the under in this game. Yeah. I, I was looking at that. It, it I, I sort of like an under here too. I, you know, this, 
these usually this Thursday night opener starts out real slow, especially in the first half. You know, it takes them, you know, a couple quarters to get used to it. They're, you know, they're now down a preseason game. So they've only done three preseason games. So, you know, I, I think kinks will be worked out. So that 51 and a half, I, I really, really like, uh, you know, I, I'm, don't know how much Dallas's defense will be able to score on Tampa Bay. Uh, the only thing I'd be a little worried about is, uh, you know, sort of a defensive score on the Tampa Bay side of things. If, uh, you know, Dak gets uh, drilled off a, a blindsided shots or something, uh, but you can't sort of gamble on the, you know, defensive touchdown side of things. So I, I'm with you. If I was looking to bet this, I would probably lean uh, a little more on the under and uh, not the spread on this one. Yeah. And that's, and listen, I, do I have a little bit of concern? A little bit, just because of how explosive the offense was under Dak Prescott at the beginning of last season. What gives me a little bit more confidence is the way that Tampa Bay defense played last year during the playoff run and the fact that they're all coming back and the fact that Dak Prescott is coming back from injury and he didn't get a lot of play time during the preseason. So all those factors lead me to feel a little more comfortable with taking the under on that one. Yeah, definitely so. All right. Uh, preview in the books. Uh, game one in the books on Thursday night football. We'll be back Friday with our preview and pick show. You don't want to miss that. So definitely like and subscribe. Dynamite David will be in here on Thursday for week two of the college football season. Winning day will we'll pick back up on Wednesday as we have more and more stuff to bet on it's been a pretty light slate the last couple of days unless you're really into those uh world cup qualifiers <laughs> andorra and the faroe islands uh you can only try to wager so much on so uh anyway uh back uh probably wednesday for a winning daily show uh me and the Achilles rain back friday to preview and pick the rest of the games uh dynamite david in here thursday for college football you don't want to miss any of that like subscribe don't miss our shows Achilles, what you got for us? Same as always, buddy. Just make sure you follow me. Give me a follow over on Twitter at TD uh, Achilles. Um, give me a follow. All right. That's our show. And we're out.